to Content That Grows. We're uh, we making our way through Season 3 now. I'm sitting down today with Kevin King, my co-founder. What's up, Kevin? What's up, Nate? Excited to jump in today. We're, we're covering a lot of stuff around content distribution. And, you know, I think it's, we see a lot, uh, especially if you're on LinkedIn, Twitter, like a lot of people are saying, you should distribute content, you should be distributing content. Um, but, you know, what does that actually mean and the all the nuances of trying to do that inside of an organization and collaborating and who owns it. And so I uh, want to be realistic about the, some of those challenges and, and how to actually, you know, approach that when you're in-house. So uh, d- diving in a little bit on that today. Uh, so excited for that. And, you know, I think just to get started, uh, just being realistic and have you kind of walk through some of the things that we discussed before that, like, we feel can be challenging when companies are trying to decide who should actually own content distribution? I think ultimately uh, it's important to define what distribution means internally um, and because it's going to inform all the different strategies that obviously you put in place to distribute the content. Um, so I think uh, making sure that everyone's aligned on what that means is really important. And then uh, some of the ultimately challenges that come along with it are um, around, I think, like processes and workflows. Um, The person who ultimately owns the content distribution strategy might be on a different team that owns ultimately the content, potentially, right? So like, um, how do you get everybody to play together and work together in a way that makes sense and gets the content out in a really effective and efficient way? and ultimately then like on the opposite side of that is like, should it stay on the same team, right? Like people who create the content might really know best on who, uh, where the content should go and how it should be distributed. Um, so kind of creating a more holistic uh, strategy around how, how you get content out there into the world. Um, and then I think another one is performance. Performance, measuring performance ultimately is super yeah. key, right? Like the people creating content um, might have different KPIs than the people who ultimately distribute it, but ultimately the person owning it oversees all that. So like, there's a lot of nuance to how that should actually be looked at. So I think some of those things are some of the like key things that people need to at least like iron out before they decide on who owns ultimately content distribution. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think it's, I think it's like a really confusing thing really. Cause it's like, um, it is so cross-functional like maybe initially when you're a little bit earlier on like you have a small marketing team either like there just has to be one person who kind of owns everything and that's uh maybe a little bit easier but when you're talking about like getting into a marketing team of 20 30 50 100 people and there's you know entire teams within marketing that are building different content they have different objectives whether that's you know pr and awareness and reach and and brand affinity and all that kind of stuff or if it's like pipeline and and uh more like acquisition type metrics um i do think it becomes pretty challenging to say like how where within all of this does distribution lie how you know can you make one person responsible for it is each team responsible for it um and so i do think those are challenging and i think the the biggest challenge in even addressing this on this podcast is like I don't know that there is ever one clear answer, you know, like in terms of saying, you know, you know, prescriptively, like this is how you do it. Um, so I, think, I do think that's also a challenge. It's just that every situation is different. Every team's different. Yeah. And <clears throat> like uh, something that goes without saying is, is that there are so many 
again, different channels and ways you can distribute content. So like that is going to ultimately, depending on the size of your team, say you have a bigger team um, that might be spread across different teams or functions, right? Um, the different types of ways that you do distribute the content. So like it can be really, you know, it can be complicated, I guess, to ultimately how like people collaborate and ultimately push things across um, from team to team to get it out there in the right way. But um, I think that that's a, a good segue for ultimately how do people, what are the best ways that teams can ultimately collaborate if they are spread out cross-functionally on, on content distribution? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, um, I, I think that's like one of the bigger areas that we want to cover with this is just kind of understanding like, Again, cross-functionally may mean there's only a few people on the team, but you're having to work across other parts of the company, or it's just that your marketing team is so big that you're working inside of there. But um, I think one of the, the big things from like a cross-functional collaboration standpoint on content distribution is that you have to have really clear understanding of like the roles and responsibilities. And so, for example, email, uh, like, uh, newsletters or just sending emails may be a big channel for you for distribution. Uh, you clearly have someone in your company that knows how to go, whether it's like what, Marketo or, or whatever tool you have for actually building and sending emails. You have someone who has that skill set who's going to do that. Um, but that's sort of the tactical approach to that. And so, um, like having understanding of like who has the tactical skills to do it. And then also like who has a little bit more of the responsibility to say with what we're doing now, these are the channels we want that like we with this is the full distribution strategy to be able to get us to where we want. So I think that's like a need is to understand where does that line of like who's doing the work and who's actually like putting all the, the puzzle pieces together. Uh, and in some cases, the smaller teams, you're, you're doing both, but um, I think that's really important because then otherwise, uh, if you don't have that, then you start to have some of the folks with the uh, functional knowledge of how to do the thing also sort of building their own mini strategy for how they're going to do it. And then it just feels a little more disjointed. Um, and I think the other really, really big thing is uh, a really clear project management um, process around all of it. So uh, whether you're like running you know, agile marketing or However it is, like understanding what are all the pieces, what are the lead times for, you know, a, a ad creative versus, you know, email design versus whatever else you might be doing um, to be able to really have everything kind of come together at the right time or, or whenever it's needed uh, to be able to do that. So I think that's kind of the, the two big things are really like the, the clearly defined roles and responsibilities and then like a clear PM process around all of it. Yeah, I mean... If the PM processes stuff is so, so big, I mean, ultimately, and I know we'll touch on this a little bit ultimately, but like around how, what the ways that the content is just distributed. Right. Um, but like, there's going to be so many people who have their hands in this process at the end of the day. Um, and like making sure that those things move from point A to point B to where they ultimately end up need to be is so so important and obviously there's not one way to do it but like having those outlined is so so key to making yeah. sure that things get out in the world the, the right way yeah yeah and i think it's also like um 
I think there's a, a bit of planning that that's necessary. Uh, that's something that um, I know I wrote about recently. It was just like when you're trying to work across multiple teams and, and functionally, and maybe this should have been another point that I added uh, in the in the notes, but like there, it's not something you can do every month like try to pull all these teams together and figure out the strategy and who's doing what like when you're working cross-functionally um you need to have longer term strategies played out like here's what we're doing over the next six months or here's what we're doing for this entire year potentially so that everyone's aligned at that level and then inside of that the teams can kind of build their their strategy their their um not strategy but their their plans to actually like make that happen and so maybe 12 months is a bit much but like six months you could easily say here's the product features we have coming out um, on the roadmap here's the you know we really want to focus on this pain point or like this area for our audience you know we're going to do pr campaign we have like uh, two events thought leadership three webinars like the blog content we're building um, video series, whatever, like all these things that you can kind of figure out what the components are. And then you really just need to like look at it and say, this is what we're trying to achieve over the next six months. And then the teams can go back and say, okay, well, if we're going to have to do three webinars, we need to do this one now and like plan out timing and kind of figure all that stuff out and, and collaborate with everyone in that way. So I do think that's a, probably a pretty important part of it is like the planning ahead. You cannot do this you know, uh, you know, end of September, figure out what you're doing for October with across multiple teams. It's just, it's too different. It's too many lead times and you get teams that are just starting to build their own plans and go their own direction instead. Yeah, definitely. Actually, it's interesting because that kind of poses one of the like, another challenge point around how you could decide on who owns content because to your point about how planning is so important. And also there's so many nuances to like how the things you need to understand about planning ahead that the person or team who ultimately owns this distribution strategy should actually have a pretty good fundamental understanding of what those things are to some extent. So they can plan effectively because if not, then like, you know, certain channels might be use it. Certain channels might be used in a way that shouldn't be used, or they might be the wrong distribution channels or, um, even just tactically, the way that it, the the content gets out there is just not not thought through in the right way. So I think that that actually is like another challenge, but also just like best practices is like having someone in place or some team in place that really does have a fundamental understanding of all the appropriate ways that content should be distributed for your business. Yeah, yeah, um, cool. Which we'll we'll definitely get into that a little bit more in a minute because uh, we have some some certainly have some thoughts on who that is and, and how that should work, but. Um, I think one other thing to note in all of this is uh, re actually repurposing content you already have um, can kind of throw a wrinkle in in some of this, you know, because I think we what we've talked about before is like content distribution at the very at the very minimum, you know, it's like we're gonna post this this. Uh, blog and it's optimized and it, we know it'll be an organic search and we'll probably like tweet about it or put it in our email newsletter and that's sort of like bare minimum but even if we start to like build out more and more things to do for distribution there's still a 
a pretty linear process of like, this is new content we're creating, and here's the plan to distribute it. Um, but where it gets a little confusing is like, you know, we're very big proponents of repurposing content, going back to what you already have, uh, doing more with it, continuing to break it down and post it on social, um, turning, taking, you know, rolling up your 10 best blog posts and, and turning it into like a video series or whatever. Like there's so many things you can do. When that starts to happen, you kind of get this like conflicting workflows then where you have the, the newer, easier, like linear type of stuff and then the, the repurposing of content. And so I do think that's a big factor that we need to touch on is like, like who, who is repurposing the content and like, how do you, how do you factor that into your distribution strategy and who owns that too? Content repurposing, uh, is a major factor in, in the distribution equation ultimately, um, yeah. because of just, you know, the nuance in, in how content is repurposed. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can, to your point, like, yes, distilling down a, a, a blog post series into a video series or whatever. Um, but those are all very, can be really complex repurposing tactics that ultimately need to be very, very delicately handled when thinking about where they end up, right? So um, yeah. I think it's such an important part of, of this evolving um, sh strategic initiative that is repurp like repurposing content. Cause honestly, it's, it's a newer thing. I think, I think it's, it's hot. Yeah. It's more hot now and debated or talked about than ever has been. Yeah. Um, I think it used to be just, you know, the social team really, really owned just how like content got out there. I don't think there was ever really a discussion ultimately about like how that content got like communicated out in the world. You have really good social people who would uh, be creative in their copywriting and, and managing responses and all that stuff. But now it's, it's evolved. So um, it needs to be basically just, there needs to be a lot more thought and um, put into it and mindfulness into like how the content's repurposed and, and then ultimately how it's handed off. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it was heavily social for a long time and just generally not like explored that much. You know, I think um, even just at sort of the tail end of my time at Sprout, I think we were starting to think through more of like, hey, like this, you know, a few of these blog posts or, you know, we had, we had kind of we've talked in past podcast episodes about like we did the work to like go back to a lot of blog content, pull it together into topics and like create, like retroactively create topic clusters and, and pull stuff together. And so I think we started to look at that and be like, gosh, like we have sort of this whole bundle of things on this topic. Could we do a webinar that covers a lot of this? Or like, could we turn this thing that we know is good and that we're getting traffic and, and resonates well, like what else could we turn that into and like take that insight uh, and build it into more and I think that's a, that's a more complex thing, but I do think, uh, sorry, that's more complex than like, you know, saying, oh, I'm gonna like tweet about this blog post again, cause it's a good blog post. Like you're talking about like ultimately content creation. So I think one of the things in terms of that, and I mentioned there's a linear process and then there's like repurposing that sort of complicates it. I think larger scale repurposing needs to be approached just as intentionally as new content. So you're carving out time in your content calendar uh, of like, hey, you know, we're going to create these new things and we're also this quarter going to 
create this, which is repurposing these thing, whatever blog posts into videos or whatever it may be. Um, and so I think that's part of it is like treating some of the more substantial stuff as uh, just as very similar to how you would treat new content creation. So kind of put it in there and then that way you have a, a pretty clear way to understand how to build your distribution strategy for that too, versus it being happening on the side and then kind of throwing everything off. Yeah. And I think on that point, actually, it's really, I like how you uh, pointed out how it used to be. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll tweet this blog post that does really well a bunch of different times. And you know, that gets worked into the social calendar kind of like, you know, yeah. after you look at the data after a month or whatever, but now like being more proactive about like what the framework is for getting a p specific piece of content out there. It's something like we're doing now a lot. We're like building out a framework for like, hey, for each blog post, we'll do X number of social posts or for specific channels, right? And, and this is how we'll break it down. And that like ultimately ends up scaling your repurposed content so so quickly if you can kind of establish i guess that's the point i'm getting at is it's like used to be a little bit more like hey let's just plot days on the month that we're going to distribute our content now you can be even like here's this piece of content this is how many times we can distribute it in these different ways and then even get more deliberate about like how you get it out there into the world so yeah. it's um it's it's super important and also just like it's such a a potentially easy way to get so much um, so much content out there that isn't just the content you're producing, like blog post, ebook, yeah. yep. video, whatever. Yep, cool. Yeah, and I think you know a practical example of how we've implemented this with Ten Speed is like obviously we we have the plan for the the podcast itself. And so we, we know we do that. We know they do the episodes. And then we also know that our systems, our workflows include pulling clips, getting clips to be able to like post on social. And we know that we're also going to post the full episodes and the clips onto YouTube. Like that's pretty clear. Uh, but then like what we've also built into the calendar um, with Derek was like, he'll at the end of the season, he knows that he's going to leave time in his content calendar to do like a season recap, pull all of the episodes in, do that. And then there's also like, you know, some sort of like a LinkedIn carousel post type of thing that sort of like has all of the episodes and everything. So even that is sort of like, it's repurposing the podcast content we've already done, but it's built into the calendar to know we're going to, we're going to create this when the season's over. And then this is how we're going to distribute that. So I think that's maybe a good good example of of what I was getting at earlier, where like when you're going to do some of those bigger things, it needs to be part of your your process. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think one other thing I'd say, which is kind of cool and a good opportunity for businesses, especially if they're not like currently doing this or like wondering how to get started, is, is that there is no like one way to do it, of course, but um, you can create a framework for how you break down and repurpose content in a way that works for you and fits your voice. Right. So like yeah. you can see it in the way that a lot of people are repurposing content. Like if you look at our content on, on LinkedIn or anything, you'll see like not a like a there's consistency, right. In terms of like voice and brand and all that, but like 
in how we kind of like talk about the content or break it down. But like, it doesn't have to be that way. It can be whatever works best for how you talk about your product or service and, and that, you know, can get, you can get creative that it can be shorter, that it can be longer, but you can establish those. And if you, as long as you do establish those, it should be really easy to repurpose content pretty quickly. Totally agree. Sorry, one, one more example on on the point you just made, and then we'll move on to the last couple yeah. of things here. Um, I agree. I think uh, like having a framework, but then like the voice that the, you mentioned, sort of having the voice. Like, I I do want to be clear that it repurposing is not just like cutting stuff up in a different way or repackaging it. Um, sometimes it literally is creating something new off of that. So an example that came to mind as you were saying that is like, I recently started creating videos, posting on TikTok, and I'm not just taking clips from stuff I've already done and posting them there, though we will probably at some point add some podcast clips, but I'm, I am taking thoughts that I've already, you know, put, put to paper or like LinkedIn posts or blog posts or whatever. I am taking those things, but then putting them in the new format, the new voice, creating a brand new video that isn't exactly word for word, uh, but it is very much repurposing because I don't have to like come up with those thoughts originally. So I do think that's an important distinction as well. It's just, uh, we, we've talked a lot about making sure the content fits the, the format, fits uh, the distribution channel. And so I think um, just want to be clear that repurposing is not just cutting up a podcast into clips or, or repackaging it on a different platform, but actually sometimes creating new from that same topic. Totally. Yeah. It's, it needs to be strategic and fully thought out because there's a lot of moving pieces. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Well, let's, so we'll kind of wrap up, uh, would love for you to just kind of touch on like, uh, you know, from what we've seen, you know, in the past several years, like the most common teams and roles that own content distribution, and then we'll kind of wrap up with like um, our thoughts on who we think should own content distribution. Yeah, I think typically you probably see it in a few different ways. I'm probably leaving some out, but like whatever now demand gen teams are probably one that would possibly own that, right? Because there's so much that impacts their KPIs from like lead gen or or whatever their KPIs are. It varies from business to business. But like, I think that demand gen or digital marketing team, however you have it framed up your company, your social, your social media team, if you have a team or social person, just again, I think we kind of said that earlier because they, they just own a lot of the distribution through main channels that you might be pushing out content. And then, and then historically, I think PR comms or PR, however you want to communications team brand, right? Like the brand team mm-hmm. um, could be owning that as well because um, that's, uh, just natural. Like, right. They, there's usually you create historically, you've created something to then go and like deliberately promote within certain outlets or anything, not just press releases, but like created this ebook or this thing that you want to get like really good mentions on. So I'd say those are probably the three most common teams. Um, I don't know if you think there's any others, but, um, I think that typically that's where you could find this current, this, this specific motion existing, um, yeah. Uh, at a business now. Yeah. But I, I mean, I would say like content marketing, but I also know that like, yeah, there are a lot of places where content marketing is part of, you know, demand gen or acquisition or growth team. Right. And a lot of times social and some of those 
roles are kind of rolled up into a content marketing team. So I think it's a little bit of like a, a circular thing to, to even add that point in. But yeah, I, I agree. I think there's, um, I think that's been the case. And in, like we've talked about earlier, I think it's just been a lot of like everyone does what they want to do with their distribu- distribution and based on their their goals. Um, and it's just a matter of, of pulling that together. So I'll go ahead and use that to segue into my thoughts, which is um, I actually believe, you know, I think right now you mentioned earlier, like content distribution, content repurposing. A lot of people are talking about it. Uh, it's popped up quite a bit, uh, especially on LinkedIn. But I think just generally the the way people view content and the role in the business and see the opportunity, there's, uh, I think, a pretty big shift happening where distribution is a much bigger factor. And I think, I think that we'll actually start to see some sort of like content distribution manager type of role um, popping up on job boards and, and becoming something that's part of a team. Um, just because I think from my own experience with our content, like we we don't even create that much but i just constantly see the opportunity like man we could just constantly be going back to what we have repackaging it repurposing creating content around that Uh, i see that even as a small team and i know working with our clients we see a ton of opportunity where you're like man like it's great we're helping you create this content we're building this new stuff but like you have so much content you could be doing a lot more with um and so i think you know, knowing what happens with a lot of roles, like unless you have someone that's fully dedicated to it uh, and that's their their job and their focus, um, I think it's hard to expect it to get done. So I think growing in importance, it will become a dedicated role. Maybe not, you know, in the next few months, but I think in the near future, we'll see that start to become a thing. And I think that the other last piece on that is that it, we talked earlier about cross-functional collaboration I think that becomes a role that is rooted in project management, good at collaborating across teams, and understands how to pull that strategy together. So I think they kind of solve some of those those pain points as well. What do yeah. you think? Uh, yeah. Well, and then the last point, I think that's really good because it's kind of like almost like a product marker. They kind of are so cross-functional and they are yeah. able to like put multiple pieces together. I like that. Um, I think for the sake of this discussion, and I like. I don't disagree that that's where this is probably headed for um, a specific role being dedicated to distribution because that is. But you know, you're the visionary, so you look ahead like that, and I'm trying to think about like now what we would possibly where would a team where would someone put this role right now, or where, who should own it? It's likely, and I'm probably being a little obvious with it, but content marketing manager. Um, just because if I go back to what I said earlier about like who's the person at the company that might like actually have some nuance and understanding of like what the channels are, that should probably be that person. Um, but like, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really traditional, right? Right. At this point. Um, so it's no like, um, surprise that that would be possibly a place where it would live. But, um, but again, I think like as over time, I don't disagree. I think like it could ultimately evolve into a, a distribution role just based on the whole, idea that like all of these repurposing things we just talked about um like all all of the things literally that we just talked about in this entire episode it's so nuanced and there's so many moving pieces that even a content marketing manager i think at that point 
couldn't even own it. So um, I, I agree. So it's not even a, like, I think it could be one or the other. That's where it's evolving. But I think right now it's probably a content marketing manager. But ultimately, um, you know, it's possibly, it all depends on the business, right? Yep. Yeah, for sure. And I, I agree that I think right now that's, if anyone, like the content marketing manager, that's whose job description the, the distribution stuff currently falls on. Um, I just think if you really think about uh, a company that's big enough that you have a podcast, video, blog content, thought leadership, you know, and so on and so forth, sales enablement, case studies, like a content marketing manager or a director of content marketing, whatever their, their role is, they're overseeing a ton of stuff. And so that's again where it gets into like, uh, I think the, the specialization. But the other question could be, do you think like a content repurposing would eventually become a dedicated role? Yeah, oh, I, I, I totally think so. Um, just all the ways that we talked about how repurposing could scale um, and that being such a, I think we talked about this once before even we started recording this episode, but um, is that that is such a evolving and developing skill set. I think like there's a lot of copywriting skill set that goes into it if you're talking about like specific, obviously written copy for like social channels, but just like there's a creativity, I think that comes with um, the specific ways that you can repurpose content. So I totally think that that could be a, um, a specific person that sits within the workflow of like, you here's your content creators for specific things, gets handed off to the repurposer, also hands off to the distributor. Mm. Um, and I know that's more tactical, but ultimately like, I think that that could ult- very well see its, see its um, uh, rear its head at some point. Yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned it briefly a moment ago. I think the ultimate conclusion we have on a lot of that is uh, in terms of who owns it and stuff like you, you need to do whatever's best for the business. Like some businesses are going to be very, very heavily oriented towards the blog and some of the stuff, some are massive social programs, like just like your audience, the channels that work, like how things work within your company, just sort of the internal culture. There's a lot of variables that, uh, I don't think there's one, uh, you know, magic wand, wave this and do this. And, and all of a sudden everything's great. I mean, I guess you just kind of have to understand that contextually. So, um, yep. yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I, I think there's uh, a lot there, um, that is yet to be dis- uh, explored and, and discovered and discussed. Like we clearly did not have a super prescriptive, uh, talk today on like, go do these things, go do this. Uh, because I do think it is, it's evolving and it's something that we're working with clients on and, and keeping an eye on and, and also just figuring out for ourselves uh, with our own content marketing. So um, definitely definitely something to keep discussing and, and want to do that. And so as we work our way through this season, you will certainly get a little bit more tactical as we get into um, some of the specific social channels and we'll talk about measurement uh, and some of that. But um, I think this is a really good and necessary topic to explore today. So Glad we did that. Um, definitely visit 10speed.io slash podcast where you can find all of season one and two. And now uh, as we're building up season three episodes as well. So you can find that. Um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe so you get those new episodes when they drop. Uh, and with that, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up until next time. Thanks, Kevin. Okay. Thanks, Nate.